Hey everybody, it's Jake McAfee. Welcome to another episode of the Fort Wayne Local Podcast. Today we got a very special guest. We're joined by the president and managing broker of Zacker Company. It's Steve Zacker. Steve, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me, Jacob. Yes, and uh, just so we're clear, he is on vacation right now, just to show you what kind of guy he is. He's on vacation. We did this interview already, and somehow I managed to delete it, so he was kind enough to do it again. I'm very grateful for that. Um, but uh, yeah, so a quick background on Steve. Um, he graduated cum laude from Kalamazoo College. He got his MBA from the University of Michigan with a concentration in finance and real estate. He joined the family business in 1987 and became the managing broker in 1998. Uh, the company was founded in 1961 by his father and they're actually celebrating their 60th year in business. So congratulations on that. They are a community leader, uh, commercial, industrial and uh, retail real estate, um, well-respected, and they have 12 brokers. And just in the last five years alone, they've sold and leased over uh, 60 properties for over 40,000 square feet, which was totaling 7.2 million square feet for an average of 120,000 square feet. So definitely a big part of the industry and they know what they're talking about. So um, today the point was, we wanted to go over the 2021 Zacker Company Industrial Review um, that's a review of the 2020 industrial real estate market here locally, and then a forecast for 2021. So um, jumping right in, um, industrial real estate saw significant growth in 2020 despite coronavirus. Why do you think that was? Yes, so you're, you're right. It, it, 2020 was a good year for Northeast Indiana industrial real estate. And... Um, you know, before we talk about all these numbers and statistics and things, you know, we want to sort of pause about the human side of this. So, you know, we, we first acknowledge that the pandemic has been a terrible thing, right? I mean, for a lot of people, it's, um, you, you know, health, personally and with their health and things. Um, and then financially, it's had a bad impact, negative impact on a lot of industries, a lot of people. But this is one bright spot in an, you know, an otherwise gloomy time. So um, the industrial market um, over the whole country has been sort of the best asset class within commercial real estate. I mean, if you think about you know, the major groups, you'd have um, industrial, again, which was the best, then multifamily as an investment, um, has been pretty solid. Then you get into some of the little more rockier sectors. First, you've got office, you know, and all the talk about stay at home versus be in the office that's had its challenges. And then um, retail with the dynamics of brick and mortar, the challenges with brick and mortar retailer and movement towards more internet sales, that's had its challenges. And then probably, you know, the most challenged group would be uh, restaurants, hotels, hospitalities, entertainment type of concepts. So talking um, specifically about industrial in um, Northeast Indiana, just to give you a couple of um, statistics. So our vacancy rates at an historic low, it's at 3.6%. It's ne never been any lower than that um, since we started doing this absorption was a positive 3.4 million square feet. And there was um, just about 3 million square feet of new 
industrial space constructed last year, which, which is the second highest number since we started tracking this back in um, 2006. So a couple of the reasons why specifically Fort Wayne and Northeast Indiana benefited, and by, by the way, all these numbers that I've given you in our survey is for Northeast Indiana. So that's 10 counties, it's Allen County plus um, nine other counties around us. So a couple of specific industries where and why we benefited specifically from the um, pandemic. So the obvious one is internet retailers. So first of all, you've got Amazon, which came to the market with two big buildings. And we'll talk about those here in a minute. And then the other big one is Sweetwater, which um, they, um, they put on um, like 50,000 square feet last year after adding 480,000 square feet the year before. Okay, so aside from internet retailers, the other bright spots are the RV industries. Two examples there are Forest River and Lippert. So they, the RV industry has happened to be a beneficiary of COVID. People went and bought RVs and um, demand is very strong. The home improvement area is a strong one. One example for our area is Chromasource, who bought a building in Columbia City. Automotive suppliers are strong um, as, as vehicle sales have, have held up. Two examples there are Inteva Products and Bosch. And uh, Inteva was in Bluffton, Bosch was in Albion. And then medical device manufacturers, where we've always been for a long time you know, we've been a strong, that's been a strong industry in our area. And two examples there are Incipio Devices, who bought a building in Columbia City, and I, I'm sorry, in Huntington, Incipio was in Huntington, and Iatron, which um, added on in Columbia City. Okay, and then just to back it up, for those who aren't as familiar with some of these terms, you mentioned absorption rate. Um, yes. What is absorption rate and why is it important? Why do you guys use that as one of your main metrics? Okay, so right, absorption is the measure we use to track the pluses and minuses of occupied space. So if a building is vacant and a new company comes in and leases it or buys it, then it is absorbed, that's positive. If a company has a factory in, or a warehouse and they add space, that's positive absorption. If a company picks up and leaves, you know, shuts a plant down or vacates a warehouse, that's negative absorption. So it's the summation of the pluses and minuses within that given time period, in this case, a year. So if it's um, positive, that means we're on the right track as far as occupying space, which we're assuming translates to you know, economic growth and, and wage growth and standard of living and all that stuff. So it's the, you know, it's the real estate measure of um, the way the trends are going in a positive or negative direction. Okay, that's an important distinction. And uh, so with positive absorption, what trends are you guys seeing with uh, leasing and sales prices? So both because of absorption and vacancy, it's just a supply and demand issue where sale prices are up and uh, are increasing and lease rates are 
increasing. Both of them are up. I mean, it's no different than the dynamics that um, you're seeing in your industry with residential real estate, right? There's a, a shortage of houses. Um, there's a shortage of new houses. There's a shortage of existing houses. So sale prices are going up. It's the same thing within the industrial real estate market. By the way, not necessarily as much the case with respect to office and retail mm -hmm. because of those um, factors we talked about earlier. Yes. So just strictly industrial is kind of what we're focusing on right now. Then um, right. with some people having downsized, who have you seen expand? Who, uh, who built yep. out or, or lease more space? Yes, yeah, so I'll, I'll touch on a few of these um, in addition to the ones that I already mentioned. So, so first of all, Amazon um, made a big entrance into the four-way market um, in 2020. So the first thing they did was they leased 150,000 square feet on Avionics Drive. That's out off of Airport Expressway near, near BAE and um, the Coke factory for those people who are familiar with it. They leased a spec building out there. And then a couple of months later, they turned around and they bought 138 acres on Airport Expressway. And are, that's right across from Franklin Electric. And they're building um, 630,000 square feet. So then I, you know, I mentioned um, Inteva Products leased um, 300,000 square feet in Bluffton. That's an auto supplier. Impact CNC, which is machining. They bought um, 243,000 square feet in Columbia City. I mentioned earlier, Chromasource, they bought 70,000 square feet in Columbia City. Um, Incipio Devices, I said they, that's a medical device company. They bought 147,000 square feet in Huntington. They bought the former United Technologies or UTech factory there. Lippert Components, a big RV supplier, they renewed a lease for 764,000 square feet on Pleasant Center Road. Um, PacFill, that's a logistics uh, fulfillment op op um, operation. They leased 142,000 square feet on Nelson Road. Harrington Industrial Products, they supply like piping and things. They leased um, 68,000 square feet on um, Wayne Haven, east side of the city. And then um, First Gear, which is a cool company, nice little Fort Wayne company. They bought um, the old panoramic building, 47,000 square feet on Goshen Road. Okay, and why do you think Fort Wayne? Why are we seeing so much investment locally here? There's so many you know, cool cities around. Why do you think people are picking Fort Wayne? So I think it's a case by case. I mean, I think if you, if you look like at Amazon, it's because of our location, and then they decided that we had the people to, man, you know, to um, to employ here. A lot of these others, like they were already here, and they just kept growing. You know, Sweetwaters, that that's the case. Um, those RV industries, that's because our proximity to Elkhart County, where all the uh, most of the OEMs are. Some of the OEMs are, you know, around here, but it's um, it's because we already had that base. You know, same thing with um, with the medical device. Um, they just kept growing from the base they already had. And I think that's true of the um, automotive suppliers as well. Okay. Uh, and before we move into predictions, are there any other notable construction projects or anything that you want to touch on? 
Yeah, I did want to tie, uh, tie on a few of those. So um, Sabert, they're adding um, big addition, 292,000 square feet on Angle Road. Alro Steel's building 160,000 square feet on Pleasant Center Road. Bosch Automotive put on 102,000 square foot addition in Albion. Um, I already mentioned Forest River in Butler and Iatron in Columbia City. Truecore's building a big building, um, 175,000 square feet in Waterloo. And then I previously mentioned about Sweetwater. Okay, nice. All right, now we can, we can transition onto the hot seat. So yes. <laughs> um, a couple of predictions. Um, what are your thoughts on, well, I guess before we get into that, what are, what are some of your predictions in general that you're seeing for 2021 for the industrial industry? Okay, so right, we're coming off a strong year. So the question is, can we keep it going? And I, and I think that we can, right? There's always that hesitancy. And even like if you read the national press, like that talk about a recession, you know, how there was a recession or how are we gonna come out of this? And, you know, like we need this stimulus right away and, and all that. So the fact is, you know, with respect to industrial, you know, by and large, well, for the most part, I think we didn't really see a recession in industrial users around here. Maybe there's some examples, but I don't think we did. So I think that we'll continue to see that positive direction going. And um, one of the reasons are, is the, the spec buildings, which we'll talk about here in a minute. But I mean, if you think about the rollout of the vaccines and then the economy returning back to a more normal state, you know, I think that we um, sh we should be positioned to benefit from that. So, you know, so overall, I think that you will see um, continued strong demand and that we'll still see sale prices and lease rates continue to increase. That doesn't mean it's we're all just completely positive here. Mm -hmm. That is, we do think there will be some some plant closings. And you've seen a few of those um, already. Avery Dennison is closing their Fort Wayne plant. Um, Courier has closed a plant in Kendallville. Dana just had an announcement of a shutting down an operation in Albion. And there was one more slip in my mind. Let's see, I'll think of it here in a moment. So, um, so that is, we think that there will be these, oh, Eaton, sorry, Eaton factory in um, Auburn. So, I think when you, you know, you pick up the paper or listen to wherever you get your information, you hear local information, you hear about a certain plant closing, you know, we've always had plant closings, right? That's the natural flow of things everywhere and around here, right? It's just cyclical, right? Mm -hmm. Things come in, you know, industries, um, some expand, some contract for various reasons, you know, there's ebbs and flows in demand. So I don't think you want to translate that into meaning that it's a trend towards, um, you know, like we're gonna get hit with another recession or a big raise in unemployment. Because the fact is when, when one of those plants closes, there's bunches of other people out there ready to go hire those employees and put them back to work. And in some cases, in fact, in most cases, you know, it's a better, maybe hopefully a better higher paying job with a better future for those folks, okay? <laughs> so, it, so as it relates to our industrial numbers, um, I think that vacancy 
rate will go up, but not enough to um, bump up sale prices and lease rates. We do a little, we do worry a little bit about that low unemployment rate and the low, the lack of um, skilled labor or available labor pool for some of these uses. But, you know, I guess it's a supply and demand thing. Like if you, if you pay people enough, you'll find the people, right? Yeah. And maybe we got to, maybe we got to um, attract, you know, in some cases we're attracting people that don't live here now. And that's both because maybe they, there's better opportunity and because of our quality of life issues like, you know, you've talked about on some of your other podcasts and things. Okay, so then I did want to talk a little bit about um, the spec buildings, which is an important uh, issue, I think, with respect to these the industrial real estate. So right now, um, there's, um, there's four vacant spec buildings, and we think that they will get sold or leased during the year. Those, there's 150,000 square feet on Aviation Drive, again, out by the airport. Um, near BAE, and um, two buildings on Rose Avenue in New Haven, 150 and 100,000 square feet. That's by the old Parker Hannafin plant out there at uh, 930 um, in Rose Avenue. That's the US 24 interchange, and then 70,000 square feet on Airport Expressway. And then there's three, at least three buildings that we know about that are being planned or proposed. Um, 436,000 square feet on Stonebridge. Um, that's by the GM plant. 200,000 square feet um, on Adams Street in Bluffton. And then another 200,000 square feet in Markle, again, um, south of Fort Wayne, that first interchange south of the GM plant on I-69. So um, the other thing that we think we'll see next year, this year, is an increase in land development. That is, we'll, we're starting to run short of available industrial land sites and you will see some initiative for some new land development. And then finally, just as an investment, we think that industrial properties will be a strong place you know, for people that are looking to place money for investment in commercial real estate, industrial, is an attractive place to put your money right now for those reasons we talked about before, you know, because it compares favorably on a risk basis compared to office, retail, restaurant, hospitality, which you're going through a little more of a transition right here at the moment. Okay. And then, so do you have clients who are looking for land? I know you can't say names, but I personally just in the residential space have a long list of people looking for land. Do you have a lot of people that are trying to acquire land right now? Yes, we, we do. Um, you mean for users, right? And we, we do, and we've been uh, putting out um, surveys of options here uh, pretty regularly. So yeah, I mean, uh, we're, we're optimistic that some of those will translate into, um, you know, where they actually go and buy ground and then um, build a building. That's great. That's fantastic. Okay. Um, and this, is a little more retail and commercial space, but I have a, a prediction. How do you think the working remote is going to affect the commercial space? Maybe not so much industrial. I think that might stay intact, but what's your predictions for that? Okay, good question. So the way I look at it is there's the, the and that's mostly an office worker issue, right? Mm -hmm. I, I think that the office worker falls into three categories. There's that worker 
that traditional, and some of this is age-based by the way, okay? Um, so that traditional worker, they just are used to being in the office nine to five, Monday through Friday, and that's what they're always gonna wanna do, okay? And then you've got that worker, that employee that has been at home through the COVID and they like it that way. They like their office set up at home and they don't feel like they ever need to go back to the office. I think the vast majority fall into the third category, which is in the middle. That is, they don't wanna be at home all the time and they don't wanna be in the office all the time. They like the flexibility. So I think that the um, dynamics of the office environment are gonna change a little bit. The other, the other factors I think we've learned from the COVID is that you can't pack so many people into the same amount of space as you thought you could. You know, for some of these functions like a, you know, customer service, call center, you know, work where they put people in, in cubicles. So from that perspective, the amount of space that some users might need will increase. But on the other hand, the other dynamic of more of their employees want that flexibility. They don't need to be in the office all the time. So you probably don't need as much space for as many people because you'll have some sort of a more of a flexible setup arrangement. So overall, I think that the amount of office space around here um, will go down, but not nearly as much as you might think. Okay. And then just purely speculative, uh, where do you think is the undervalued section or location where if I'm going to invest in industrial, where do you see as like a potential hotspot down the road or where there's good value? Okay, so I happen to be high on the east side of the county. Um, so most of the industrial development we've seen has been on the south side that is either by the airport or by the GM plant. You know, with over the last several years, we've seen a whole rash of new development down there and that will continue. I think if you look to that east side, they've got a good new um, mayor over there in um, Steve McDonald in New Haven. And they've got some sites that are up and coming for development. And then if you just, and they've got, you know, that kind of a pool of labor, maybe a little bit of an untapped pool of labor where you're not competing against those big users. You know, you've got GM and Amazon and General Mills and Lippert. So if you want to, if you're looking for maybe a little bit of a different um, environment, I just see maybe that's a, a new, new way that more and more companies will look and look at the east side of the county um, a little bit more. Okay. All right. All you, all you investors out there, you heard it, you heard it here first. <laughs> Um, so electric works, I know there's some stuff you can't talk about, but can we get a status update on electric works, kind of where they're at, you know, maybe something that's in the works right now we should keep an eye on. Yep. Yep. Thanks for bringing that up. Yeah. And we are the um, local, um, listing agents for that. We're partnering with uh, Jones Lang LaSalle on that project. So if you haven't driven down, um, Broadway lately, you ought to, it's really exciting. There's a bunch of activity going on there. You'll see the windows popped out in there, but there's, um, there's just a bunch of uh, construction workers there. And you'll um, see that be transformed dramatically over the next, uh, not about between a year and a half and two years is when you'll see that whole thing come to life. I think you've heard about uh, everybody, you know, we're aware of 
some of the announcements already. Of course, Do It Best is the big anchor and Fort Wayne Community Schools with their STEAM school. And then you've had, uh, let's see, Medical Informatics, um, Ferguson Advertising, Biggs Property Management, um, a Joseph Dequee Restaurant, um, a Conjure Coffee. And um, you know, I think there's a few more that are in the works that haven't been announced yet. But um, it, to get to closing, they had to have a 60% pre-leasing. So it's, um, you know, it's, I think it's a wonderful finally to have that um, off and running after it was talked about for so long and it was a little bit, you know, contentious and controversial within our community. But to put that all behind us and move forward with implementation is, um, you know, it's just a totally different deal. And um, it's much better to be on this side of the wave. I agree. How, where were you at, <laughs> let's say like a year ago, how optimistic were you that it was going to happen? Because, man, there was some shaky moments. Right. I think the shakiest moment was um, was more towards the late summer, early fall, when you had, because if you remember, you had Do It Best with their big announcement in February. And then, you know, I think um, people felt, really good about that and then that kind of dragged on a while and then you had that no vote with the uh what was it the city council mm -hmm. or the, right and then you know there was a lot of real negativity and then not only to this project but like frankly you know there was negativity from other people that were looking to do in other things and they said man if uh boy if uh if electric works doesn't happen or and or do it best leaves town and I'm not doing that other project either, you know? So it was really, um, it was really important that we got through our differences and moved forward to uh, where we are today. Yes, I, I completely agree. I think anybody that's been following my content in this pod knows that I'm a supporter. Um, so what do you think is going to be the impact of, you know, Electric Works, just the surrounding area, both residential, commercial, like what are, what are you anticipating it's going to spur? Well, I mean, there's the direct impact, which is the companies that are going to go there that both, you know, like a do it best, you know, like, I'm not sure where else do you put them if you don't put them there, if mm -hmm. you're going to stay in town, there's others like that. And then we have had um, some of, you know, some users that aren't here now that came and considered Fort Wayne because it's there, um, you know, some great, some great names that we'd be impressed with and proud of to have. And then there'll be a residential component, I think, pretty quickly here. Um, so I think that whole neighborhood will improve. There might be an opportunity, you know, in that West Central <clears throat> and around that um, from a residential perspective. That's more your um, area than mine. But um, it, so I think it'll be a big shot in the arm, not just to that neighborhood, but um, as you move further south of there, and then just a continued boost to our whole downtown and the whole idea of um, our center core and all the progress that we've made in revitalizing our downtown that really started with the baseball stadium. So really the ultimate thing is, you know, for people that grow up here, that they give them a reason, it gives us, gives people a reason to wanna to stay here. I think you're a prime example, right? Like you grew up here. I think you went to um, Bishop Dwenger, if I'm right, and then Correct. left and you moved to 
Orlando for 12 years, okay? So for people like you, we don't want you ever to leave, okay? I mean, it's great that you're back, right? But if we'd had our act together 12 years ago, maybe you wouldn't have left. So now um, other people like that give, give those folks another reason to never leave. And for people who've never lived here, it's a reason why they'd say, yeah, what, um, Fort Wayne's a cool place to live. I'd, I'd like to move there and have my career there and raise my family there and, and, um, and all of that that um, we've worked so hard to cultivate. Sure. And I think it'll be cool too, to kind of have a signature thing where that's kind of be, you know, almost every city you can kind of pick their thing that they're known for. And I think that can kind of be ours, like our, our signature kind of postcard site, you know? That's right. Like I'll, I'll meet people from that don't live in Fort Wayne and maybe it's at a conference or I'm out on, you know, away from town and they'll, I'll mention Fort Wayne and they'll say, they'll bring up electric works. And so it's, it gives us a, uh, a rallying cry that something we can be proud of. Sure. Sure. So before we start to wrap up, uh, is there anything else you want to cover? Did I miss anything as far as your report or what you want to put out there? Well, I did want to mention, um, I just want to compliment you and thank you for your podcast. Um, and um, I, I really personally enjoy it. And I appreciate, you, you know, you're taking the effort to, to do this. And I hope that your uh, followers will continue to grow and that, you, you know, you'll have more and more of a identity within the community um, as you uh, come up with interesting speakers and good local topics that people care about and hopefully um, will want to tune in and listen to. Thank you. That's, that's awesome for you to say. And I can only assume you didn't listen to the first couple episodes because those were pretty, <laughs> I can't even hear them anymore. I just cringe too hard. Um, all right. So kind of wrapping up, I like to ask everybody the same question. What's your favorite thing about living in Fort Wayne? Well, I'd say two things. So we, um, we're not people that go away. Like we don't have a lake place and um, we tend to stick around Fort Wayne by and large on the weekends. Like for instance, I've seen um, you and um, your daughters out on the golf course mm -hmm. um, on, a, on a Sunday or Saturday or Sunday afternoon. And then we like the trails. We, we will, um, we'll be out on our bikes and running and walking on all the different parts of the trails all over the community. So I think our whole trail system is a great um, community asset that we can really be proud of. We go a lot of other places, you know, when we go to other places, we'll find other communities don't have nearly the trail systems that we do. So we, we should be proud of ours. I completely agree. Next week, you might want to sit out the trails. I think it's going to be below zero. But aside from that, it's, it's like, oh, you're out, you're out of town. This is a non-issue for you. Um, That's right. <laughs> so how can people, you know, how can they connect with you, learn more about Zachar Company? Where can they find this report that we just discussed? So it's on our website, which is zacherco.com. So there's like a, there's an eight page report that's got um, like charts and graphs and that sort of thing. There's a written narrative for people who are more into, you know, reading and the, the words and things. And then there's a little um, YouTube video. It's about an eight minute video. You can, so you can pick, take your pick as to how you want to get the information. And all those are available on the market insights section of our website. Okay. That's great. And I'll link to that um, both on YouTube and all the, all the platforms. So if people want to connect there, so Steve, I just, just so everyone listening, I want to say it again. We already did this interview 
and somehow I deleted it and Steve is on vacation and still took the time out to do this. I'm, I'm so appreciative. And in the sake of time, like you have a huge bio, all the things you're involved in, in the city. Um, you know, it just, you're a huge, huge part of this community and I'm, I'm really appreciative. So thank you very much. No problem. And hopefully you'll, you'll have me back again. We can talk about retail and industrial or as electric works moves along, we can talk more about that, but no, I really appreciate you having me on and, um, for all you do with this podcast. Absolutely. We'll be in touch and uh, enjoy your vacation. Thank you. All right. See ya.